When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> testing, 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 oh, testing, testing. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour, and we're in season two. Season two, getting released. Season two. Did you ever think that you were going to start a podcast with your best bud, where you would be in season two. No. I didn't think we'd make it through the first ten minutes of the first episode. That's true. Without being canceled. Yeah. By no one. That's right. We're in season two, bro. So we decided that we were going to stop season one and start season two at the start of the new year. So everybody, happy new year. It is officially 2020. Got my 2020 vision on. That's wonder right. how many times that joke is going to be made. Way too many times. Probably only by white people. Probably. Yeah. Did you did you get told that a lot like coming up to this new year? Because I was hearing it all the time. Yeah. So obnoxious. What's your worst one liner that you had around that? Uh we promised not to get political, but the one it's about true. politics. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, mine too. So you stole it right out of my mouth, Mike. Sorry, man. No, you're I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so we uh we're starting it off with a bang. We're yes. we're actually incorporating a lot of cool stuff to start off season two. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I'm trolling you right now wearing this t-shirt. Yeah, I don't understand it. <clears throat> I mean, I understand it. Like, I get the premise of the shirt itself. For everybody that can't read it, it says, I'm never drinking again. And then a picture of Dory with a whiskey glass. And it says, oh, look, whiskey. And then on the back, obviously, our logo. So, like, what made you get that? You want to tell tell the people the story behind it? Yeah, for those that didn't watch season one, first Which, of all, you watch season one. Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, but it actually was because... You are a Nickelodeon fan, and I'm a Disney fan, and the one of the companies that we partnered with, good old Queen City. Queen City Creative Works. That's right. They obviously listened to our podcast and picked up immediately that I love Disney, starting strong. Wow. This one was quicker. Uh, wow. And I'm already stuttering. Doing good. This one was quicker than the other time. Cheers, yeah. bro. Cheers, man. So smooth. Ooh, even better. This is the delicacy, man. Even better. Yeah. So two things. So first, um, they noticed that I was a Disney fan, so they made me this Mm t-shirt. Did a great job. Threw our logo on the back. I'm excited for that. Turned out really nice, and it's a nice, comfortable t-shirt. Fits well. And secondly, I'm stoked for this whiskey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stoked. Absolutely. We got some good facts to touch on um, that we can get into, but I also want to discuss what's on my leg right now. Yeah. Let's start off. 
Go ahead. I am struggling. Yeah. Take your time. Let's start our segment. I feel like I'm struggling every week, but today just kind of seems like one of those days. It's all no. good, man. Um, But let's start off with like a little weekly recap. So what happened this past week? So you can start touching on what you have on your lap. All right. So. It was an emotional week for you. Yeah, it Weekend. Was. Weekend. Weekend. So, also, for everybody that is listening, today is the 23rd of December. Yeah. We are recording this ridiculously early from when this is going to be released because we wanted to take a break for the holidays. And we're motivated. We're motivated. So, we also recorded three episodes in a matter of a week. So, right now, it's uh, quite a lot of content coming out your way. Doing good things. We're so, staying ahead of the curve. Yeah. So, that's my weekly recap. Just grinding, bro. <laughs> Editing a shit ton of stuff. It is... Cha- so... I did a lot of research on like software to start podcast editing and everything like that. If we just recorded audio, you know how much easier this would be? If yeah. We didn't do video. But people love the videos. People love the video, yeah. But it seriously, like, all we have to do is export that in, P- in uh, MP3 and then that's it. We just upload it. Yeah, that's a joke. None of this extracting, none of this anything. No. It would be done in like five minutes max but it's not our style no it's not you're right we go balls to the wall all the time that's right so now we're looking at editing software for videos oh no i i I was today of course (laughs) so uh anyways the yeah so on the 21st of december 2019 i had my last holiday unit ball for the holidays did I say holiday? I think I said it twice in that sentence. Yeah, I mean, it's a holiday, holiday unit, holiday ball for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Official. So, I had to arrive in my dress uniform. Colleen showed up in her wonderful dress. She looks stunning, per usual. She always one-ups me. It's pretty annoying. But anyways, I guess that's her job anyways. That's what they're meant to do. Yeah. So, um, I had to give a speech, and I was given a meritorious service medal for my service in the army so that was pretty cool and then my unit gave me a plaque uh rank name brief description thank me for my time and then my date ranges so that was cool and i also got a bag of free black rifle coffee nice stoked for that hashtag not a sponsor hashtag they definitely should be they definitely can be and we want to start that right now yeah that'd be awesome black rifle coffee's insanely delicious so i'm pumped for that definitely come over and have it so kind of just to diverge a second we had a Christmas thing at Gina's family this past weekend, and her brother had me for Secret Santa, and he gave me two bags of Black Rifle coffee and a tumbler. That's what so I'm talking about. So pumped about that. Yeah. And I had it the other day. It is insanely delicious. Yeah. It's insanely expensive, but it's really good. Sorry, sir. Continue. No, you're good. So I got permission for the first time in season two. Sorry, sir. <laughs> so I gave a speech um, and thanked everybody. Did you start tearing up in the speech? No, I had the like the tear quiver lip for about 14 microseconds and then realized it as an alpha male and standing in front of my guys, I can't show emotion. <laughs> yeah. So I just capped it and just buried it as deep as possible. Yeah, that's Irish. So, yeah, can't I'm not letting emotion. that happen. No. Do you have weak tear ducts to begin with? No. No? No. I have very weak tear ducts. Really? Which is kind of confusing to a lot of people because I'm a big burly man and I tear up in like all movies. Not going to lie. I cry when I watch Miracle for the first time. Yeah. I probably did too. I was, as soon as the USA chant happened, I just lost my marbles. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, I'm officially out of the army when this airs. My last day is the 26th of December as officially in the army. Um, so, I'm wearing a 
DD-214 blanket, which I'm actually really stoked about. Yeah, show everybody. A buddy from deployment got me this blanket. If you're not watching on YouTube, go watch on YouTube because this is a sick blanket. And it is the defense Department of Defense 214 form on a blanket. So it's your release from active duty discharge paperwork. And it's blank. I didn't fill in my info. You can actually get these made with all your info on it. Your complete DD-214. I did not. Um, so I'm actually ecstatic for this. It's yeah. super soft and comfortable. Your basement's always typically cold. So it's nice to keep my, my cowboy thighs nice and warm. Oh, my God. We're going back to it. <laughs> First uh, release of the cowboy thighs in season two. First reference of it right here. Yeah. Bringing it back. Yeah. But is our, it's always cold because we have the furnace off so people can actually hear us. I know. In our truest form. Yeah. We're trying all to keep the stuttering. background noise down. We're good. I'm like Drew Lynch up here. Just always stuttering, man. I can't do it. It's tough. No, you're good. But that's sick. That That is a very, very comfy blanket. Uh, and that's awesome that they did that for you. And it's congratulations on being done. That, that's a huge accomplishment. Eight years in, not your typical four. Uh, you, you did a lot, so congratulations. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. But yeah, I'm excited to just spend more time at home and... Um, Grinding on this podcast. Grind on the pod, you know? The pod. Make pod some life. content for the boys. That's it. And, and the gals. And the yeah, gals. I'm and stoked. everybody. 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 All inclusive. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking about it, too, on the way over here. The one thing I'm excited about is to actually attend more family events, like birthdays and sure. stuff like that. Because they always plan on on Saturday. Typically, I was always gone out of town. Yeah, because so, you were gone like one week in a month, right? Well, they say that. But it was always way more. Because our gotcha. op-tempo was insane. So it was, you know, most... Units strive for a weekend a month, two weeks in the summer. Not mine. It was it was nuts. There was the typical weekend, but then they would make it three to four days. Then your two weeks in the summer would typically be three. And then it was it was a lot. Because yeah. as you go up in rank, you have more responsibilities, so you're doing stuff outside. And, you know, you have to do all the Army stuff anyways. You're just not there full time. So it's a lot to get through. If you had to do it all over, would you go into the same branch? A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't change branch. I wouldn't change MOS. I wouldn't do anything different. Um, yeah. I mean, I I left with no regrets. Regrets. No regrets. <laughs> I wish I went to um, one school particularly, but it's there's nothing I could really do about it. A lot of it's timing. Yeah. Um, right before I was supposed to go, I actually pulled muscles surrounding my rib cage and it prohibited me from breathing. Really? So I couldn't compete. Um, I couldn't complete the run fast enough to get there. Cause you had to have a certain PT score to go to the schools, 270 or higher. So I was getting around like a 260, 265. It was pretty frustrating. Ouch. Yeah. Just so funny. that was, uh, that was within the first three years of my career. And then I never really had the, the chance because a lot of other stuff came up the deployment. Then mm-hmm. we went to Australia for training and every time this happened, this happened and it just, mean life that's just yeah. yeah so what was your favorite part about your eight years in oh man i know putting you on the spot like professionally or just like good times with the boys both i think australia is definitely up there um but is the, that typical no 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 it's especially not for the, the unit that i was in and the state we're in that's not that's not a thing that's all credit to one of our old commanders okay. and him getting us into that so that was a pretty special ordeal to go. Um, 
but then I would say the deployment, just because it's it's a big check the block to actually like serve. Right. So that was cool. It opened up a lot of doors, and then it professionally helped me grow and learn more of the back end of the army instead of just my one sole job. Yeah. I learned more of the behind the behind the scenes stuff. And now you're going around to different convenience stores speaking different languages. Yeah. Because yeah, I am. of that deployment, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's a good time. Jealous. I know, like I can teach you. I know English and Patrick. And that's basically it. That's the only languages that I know. It's the only languages you really need. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. it's really all the communication I need to do. <laughs> Especially when you're hanging out with me this much, because yep. you have oh, to yeah. dumb everything down to yeah. my level. And everybody, we now started doing, including the pre the warm-ups in our actual episode. I'm so excited. So you all can hear it. <laughs> It's probably oh, it's the great. highlight of my day. It is. It is so funny. Especially after a long day of work. Yeah, because you get in. into it, too. Sometimes you're just like, all right, we're good. And then other times you just start going off. Yeah. We start quoting SpongeBob for like 10 minutes before we really start pulling the trigger. I know. We have to like edit before we edit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is not fun for my end. No. Oh, gosh. I love it. Yeah. So, and then coming up soon, we're uh, based on this release. We're actually starting to get some of the t-shirts back. Yep. Hot off the press. So we can start selling those. We got too. a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, a lot of stuff. So we can start pushing out that that merch. Yeah. And then again, portion of the proceeds go right to Western New York Heroes. And um, we appreciate any and all support because that's going to be awesome to work with the community directly. Right. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at the Buffalo Happy Hour 12 and our Facebook uh, at the Buffalo Happy Hour because as soon as we get those t shirts back, you and I are going to be posting pictures of them just to promote it. Yep. And uh, you got to be in the know because these are going to go quick, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. And then also in January, we have three interviews potentially coming up. Yep. So even more interview content coming out for everybody, which is, again, I, I love doing those interviews with the different distilleries. I think that it adds so much of a different dynamic to mm-hmm. this podcast than you and I ever even thought. Yeah, and we're actually starting to pivot too. So now we're starting to work with not just whiskeys and distilleries, but local businesses as a whole. So there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline of us doing special interviews that's going to gain a lot of traction. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, me too. And then also, just kind of a final note on that, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but Buffalo Distilling still wants to do some sort of happy hour with us. So yes. if you guys are interested, also comment, shoot us a text, a DM or anything. Let us know if you're interested in this because we want to organize some sort of a happy hour event at Buffalo Distilling to promote Buffalo Distilling, promote Buffalo Happy Hour, and just to have a good time. Absolutely. So let us know. Yeah, that'll be a good time. All right, let's jump into this whiskey, man. So we got Cask and Crew, and it is the Double Oaked. Mary. Mary DeMarco coming in again. Mary, coming in hot, back from season one. Love her. So they, again, were a great host. Uh, You can check out more of their information in the season one episodes. Um, But for this specific delicacy. Yeah. Wait till the end of the episode two of this one, because I'll include a link directly to that interview with her. Yeah. So you can just go right there and watch it because uh, I, I feel like that interview should get much more traction because it was a great interview. So definitely go check that out after this episode if you have time. Agreed. The What we have here is the Double Oaked, and it is their straight rye whiskey with a second dose of new charred oak barrel that allows for a genuine connection between cask and whiskey. So they believe that a great whiskey and atmosphere is the right recipe for friends, family, teammates, or coworkers, your crew, essentially, to get together and create moments of genuine connection. That's exactly what this product does. Yeah. So this whiskey opens with specific notes that we can touch on later and then evolves to another layer of another few things that we can touch on later. 
and it finishes with something that we'll touch on later. Um, <laughs> These the are point, all the tasting notes and everything yes, that people are wondering what we're talking about. But the point in me stating it now is that this is basically um, a layered, extremely dynamic delicacy yeah. of a whiskey, and I'm excited. Yeah, this is their premium bottle, so if you don't remember the first episode from Season 1, we featured their Walnut Toffee, which is um, it, it's not as crazy as like a screwball or a, a coffee liqueur or anything like that. It is a whiskey with some flavors in it, mm-hmm. and these whiskeys, that the, the Walnut Toffee, Ginger Spice, Orange Peel, and their Rye Blend are a little bit lower on the price range because they feel like this is going to be a good starter whiskey for people who aren't fans of whiskey to get into whiskey right? because they're heavily flavored. This is their more premium whiskey. This is a beautiful package with this bottle and the etching on this bottle. And this is tailored more towards your experienced whiskey drinkers or your drinkers who like to appreciate the more dynamic tastings of whiskey rather than just like the front-facing walnut toffee. Yeah. Nothing against Lowe's. Again, it's the same company. It was great. But this is more of a uh, deeper level for uh, your whiskey. Which they still really didn't incorporate too crazy of a burn. No, not at all. But if I can relate this to a movie, it would be Inception. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah. Because it's, like because we said second. earlier, it's extremely layered. And then there's different... There's just levels on levels and levels yeah. of different flavors. Or the second you drink it, you pass out, then you start dreaming. Yeah, but it's going to be a glorious dream if you do that. <laughs> this is really nice. Yeah, I like this product nice. a lot. Um, and then for their awards, at this current point, they haven't won an award because it's brand new. Um, this essentially just got released. So I'm excited for that. And when we get into Cocktails and Bill's Talk, um, we'll dive in a little bit more on their tasting notes. But yeah. For cocktails, mine's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, also with this, too, when they made this, it was a limited, uh, a somewhat limited release. They wanted to... So basically, it was aged four years already in the new charred oak barrels, like most whiskey is. Mm-hmm. And then they took it in their facility, and then they put it through, again, a different new char oak barrel. That's yeah. how you're getting a double oak. But when they made this... Hold on. This is so good. When they made this... They were contacted by the liquor stores that are attached to Wegmans, and they wanted to buy all of it. So you're really only going to find this, I believe, only at the liquor stores attached to the Wegmans. Till they make more. Yeah, till they make more, right. Yeah. So around here, the, the only one that I know of is the one on Alberta downtown, right? Amherst. Amherst, right, not Alberta. Um, The one on Amherst Street downtown, right in front of that Wegmans there. Yeah. So if you find yourself in that area... Go inside, grab a grab a bottle of this because this is fantastic. And good luck because it'll probably be gone by the time you get there. That's true. Yeah, I wonder when they're going to make more. Me too. We should reach out and ask. Yeah, and we can feature it again. Maybe they'll do a different release this time. I don't know. We can ask. They're a very dynamic companies. So they are. I bet. And they have a lot of good ideas. Mm-hmm. The way they work is pretty interesting. They have a free flowing, open discussion. So what's up? What do you What do y'all talked out with uh, Ed Oliver and Bill stuff for? Dude, Ed Oliver is my man. He is. So when this releases, it is going to be, what, January 6th, yes. I think? And that means the Bills played their first playoff game yesterday or two days ago, depending on when our game is. It, there's two on Saturday and two on Sunday. Oh, man. Dude, what is going to happen? 
So there's two options here. We either play Kansas City as of right now, or we play Houston Texans. Yeah, we're Those probably going to play the Texans. Probably, because that would require the Chiefs to lose, uh, which they might because a lot of teams are benching their starters. Mm-hmm. So before we go into the, the analysis on that, what do you think about us benching our starters? I'm all about it, man. I mean, I would love to give Josh Allen some time to just keep watching tape and learn more coverages and understand coverages and see different disguises. Yeah. But I think it would help his game. Don't you see a value, too, though, in playing an actual real game against a real team and focusing? If he goes out there against the Jets and he throws six interceptions, one, I don't care because the game's meaningless. But if he's continuously bombing it downfield, that way he can build a consistent connection with John Brown and Isaiah McKenzie and Foster, I would see value in that, too, where you're in a real game in real life tensions and struggles because you're playing a real game focusing on hitting that long ball that way we can connect yeah the only caveat to that is injury yeah but you're just opening up more doors for starters to get hurt right which knock on wood we've been relatively healthy all year yeah I'm, so i'm upset about mitch morris though me too as soon as john fluciano got on there he snapped it almost over his head and, oh, yeah jesus yeah um, it also doesn't help that as soon as morris sneezes he gets another concussion that's true that's so yeah. Um. What do you? What were your thoughts on this past week's game against, against the Patriots? England, yeah. I was at my holiday party, so I barely watched it. Oh, okay. Um. I have some stuff that we can touch on. If you want to dive into Bills talk, I yeah, can touch on it. Um. So we lost to New England, but we're still going to the playoffs and having a great season. Gilmore got beat badly by Brown on a deep throw for a touchdown. I oh, watched he bit that hard. So bit hard for that post route. And then and everyone was... kept blaming the safety. And I was like, the safety was there though. Yeah. He then just got burned by Brown yeah. and Gilmore just took the bait and it was just a great route. So I loved watching him get beat because mm-hmm. when the last, last episode, it yeah, was episode, talked about episode how, 12. Yeah, yeah. That's yep. one of the biggest things that was against him. Um, and why we got rid of him. Uh, there were missed penalties yet again, and that made the game annoying. So what else is new? It's we're playing the Patriots in Foxborough. Mm-hmm. The Edelman faked injury thing is extremely irritating, and the I just don't know how they haven't been really like penalized or because they won't have been some severe the re- repercussions now. Yeah, the, the, it is so dumb. This whole league knows that they're cheaters. Granted, should it come down to one play? No, but a lot of stuff does. What do you think about that play when um, who is it? Sony Michelle. His knee was clearly short on that fourth and one. Yep. And McDermott didn't challenge it. What That's fine. I'd, I've, I mean, I'm more irritated at the refs than I am the coaching staff. Yeah. But it's – that's football, man. Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. It's just extremely frustrating. Granted, they shouldn't have got it, but at the same point, they probably would have just converted and beat us anyways. Right. So, whatever. Um, I made a couple notes. I said the defense is getting beat down and exhausted throughout the game because the offense does do it does nothing but go three and out. Yeah. And I'm sick of watching that. The Allen got better as the game progressed and had a nice job on the final drive, giving us a chance to win the game. Motor and the running game was shut down. That was frustrating. The A lot of people are complaining about not getting enough pressure on Brady, but we blitzed 13 times and Brady was 11 for 13 every time we blitzed. So, oh, really? yeah, he game planned for it and he just beat us. They they played better offensively. I mean, that's... They normally do. That's the end of the short of that. This was Brady's best game from a quarterback rating perspective. Um, since week five. So 
how can it's because it's a rivalry he thrives off of this game because he knows he destroys the AFC East yeah and we're the only ones that can really push him right mm-hmm. now so us coming into his house he's going to destroy us right our defense needed to be top of the line granted they can't be the best defense every week that's when our offense needs to step it up but our defense wasn't 100% and Brady will just eat that all up. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's extremely intelligent. It's just nice that we're 10 and 5 when yeah. we were playing oh, yeah. them. You know, I mean, it's, or when we're playing the Jets, I mean, it's great that we have that record and we're playing meaningless football in December. Mm-hmm. That's a great change. So yeah. that's what I'm excited about. That's all I got for Bill's talk. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, again, Dable, he's, he looked a little bit better this past week with the play calling. Um, but still, I, I think that we still need to be more creative, especially if we play them again in the in the playoffs, in the postseason. Yeah, I just think our offense needs to play better as a whole in general. What do you think our issue is? Execution on the individual level. Cody Ford is on a tackle. Yeah. First and foremost, he's a guard. Leave him there. And now we need a center again. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of offseason work and, and time gelling. And... It's it's execution. Yeah. I mean, if if every play is executed the way it's supposed to, it's a touchdown every single time. Yeah. That's the point of designing the plays to score a touchdown. Right. And if it fails, it's because something happened. Whether it's it's the NFL. Yeah. It's extremely hard to win and it's extremely hard to execute plays. But remember, Green Bay during Lombardi had legitimately less than five plays that they ran all game. Right. And one was just a halfback sweep. Mm-hmm. Through the C, C gap. Why don't we do that more? Why don't we do sweeps or screen passes? We don't have tackles, dude. That is the one thing that I is that why we don't have we don't. I think that our tackles and we don't have a pulling guard anymore. Remember when we used to? Yeah, we had a Richie Cognito. Yeah. He is literally one of the best pulling guards in the NFL. Then he just has like CTE issues and threw dumbbells at people in Florida gyms. <laughs> And now he's with Oakland, but he's doing the same thing in Oakland. Like, he's crushing it. He literally pancakes people every play. We don't have that ability anymore. We have a center who's great, but he sneezes and gets concussions. And we have guys out of place. Cody Ford is on a tackle, but he's playing tackle. We have Lee Smith, who's a tight end. That was a former tackle, but then he just draws penalties. Then we're getting called for holds. It's just individual execution on plays that we're we're just not executing. And that's really what it is yeah one one fault that i saw that kind of aggravated me and i don't know if you saw it was the incompletion of dawson Knox in the end zone for a touchdown people are saying that josh allen overthrew him which i understand because it was a little high but at least josh allen now is putting the ball in places where the defenders can't get it and i'd rather him overthrow it than it be an interception right additionally i think that if Knox jumped he would have caught it Again, I don't know if you saw it or not, but in the end zone, it was Dawson did not jump at all. He ran and put his hands up, and that was it. And the ball was probably maybe a foot above it. If he jumped, he would have had that ball, and that would have been a touchdown, and that would have put us well ahead. But Dawson either either saw it too late. Um, it could have been that, or, or maybe he just like couldn't that. physically was, make the adjustment. It was a little bit upsetting because he is one of the players that I feel puts in 110% every time. So mm-hmm. I feel like if it wasn't and he didn't jump just because he didn't think to, it's it's uh, upsetting because I know that we could have got that if he did. Yeah. Other than that, though, I mean, we faced the top defense in the league. We scored 17 points. We limited an amazing offense that thrives on our struggles mm-hmm. to 24 points. It mm-hmm. was a very close game. 
And again, if we face them in the playoffs, I would. So, are you superstitious at all? No, no, I'm not either. Well, but okay, the only thing I'm superstitious on is like if I jinx myself. That's why I knock on wood. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm I'm good. So, if we beat New England now, like last week, I feel like it would be more difficult for us to beat them in the postseason. Whereas we lost to them now. So hopefully it'll be easier to beat them in the postseason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they still I know thrive in the postseason. I know. Believe yeah. me, I know. Yeah. I've been watching them for my whole life, and they blow. I know. But that, that's kind of where my head's at is. I feel like we have a better chance beating them now because maybe they'll take it easy. I, I don't know. They don't ever take it easy. But no. you know what I'm trying to say. Right. I feel like we have a better chance of beating them in the postseason now. I got you. If it comes to it. I mean, who knows? We might – what if – Hold on. So New England right now is the second seed. Baltimore is the first. So in this situation, we wouldn't be playing. We would be playing them in the second round, regardless of what happens, unless the Steelers lose and then we play Baltimore. Interesting, right? I haven't been tracking it that closely. I think so. I, I have the standings tattooed on my left arm, so I'll let you know. <sighs> Solid. <laughs> Solid. Well, what do you think about sports tattoos? You have some tattoos. What I have one that? tattoo. Yeah. And of course it's army related. Yeah. It's not the US Army logo, so I don't want people flipping out. But it's uh it's a tattoo that I got when I was in Australia. Is that one of your pet peeves? No. Is the US Army logo? Oh. Uh I mean, it's just a tool move. Like, yeah. come on. Like, Same it, as like barbed wire around your bicep. Like, yo, I got this barbed wire, this tribal tattoo, even bigger now. Listen, it's if like, you're thirty, right. if you're in your thirties and it's 2019, 2020, <laughs> you have that tattoo. That's fact. Every single dude in their thirties has that tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I don't understand it. I don't either. Who thought that that was a good idea? Uh, I don't know, but I'm not. <clears throat> I mean, you see my truck. Like, I don't have anything I'm related on my truck in my truck. Like, it's not. I I'm not that kind of guy to buy. Some type of sticker that shows the ribbons I earned and my rank, and yeah. I'm not going to put a marine globe on my truck. Like, stop, <laughs> stop. It's you, just not who I am. Do you want to get more tattoos, or are I you set with the one? No, I actually thought about getting one for my grandma. Um, she died before I was born, but there's like a long family story about the connection that I have with her and all this craziness. So I wanted to get that tattoo on my left ribs. I never ended up doing it, but I might. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It depends. I just, my biggest thing is I don't want to get out of shape or extremely overweight and then have my tattoos look like garbage. Yeah. So I want to keep possible. Always possible. We see it all the time. It see it possible. all the time. I just want to look good Yeah. regardless. But so speaking of pet peeves, what are some of yours to get into the segment for today? Okay. So today's segment is I need a bowl of ice cream. That's the title. <laughs> and every single time a pet peeve of mine is struck, I just want to do nothing but go home, sit on the couch and have some ice cream and relax. Um, so mine today are related about driving and I'll pick two. There's a gajillion, but oh, I'll yeah. pick two. When you told me about the segment and you're like, you can start thinking about it. I'm like, bro, I already have 75 in my head. Yeah. It's going to be narrowing down the top two or whatever. Right. So we're doing two. All right. Go yeah. for it. All right. So I drive for work. I'm, I manage a region and I'm constantly on the road. I see things that no one should see on the road and it makes me question what is actually happening inside someone's brain while they drive. We touched on it when we went to Rochester, actually for cask and crew. So yeah. it's all coming full circle. All full circle. That's why we do this, Mike. All right, I'm getting juiced up. Oh, Jesus. My palms are starting to get sweaty. All right. <laughs> First pet peeve. If you block incoming traffic and not use the turning lane, 
I hope you get T-boned. Wow. So here's the thing. We do not condone violence on anybody. <laughs> no. So here's the thing. If, I hope that clown gets shot in the face. <laughs> yeah, bring the clown back. <laughs> Look, yeah, if you're dressed as a clown terrorizing people, I'm not going to feel bad if you do get shot in, in someone's self-defense, especially in the country, well, true, USA. True, yeah. So here's the thing. America. If you're pulling out and you stop and refuse to use the turning lane and then no one's letting you in, don't just sit there and create another roadblock. You're an idiot. Pull into the turning lane Sit there and put your blinker on. Mm-hmm. That's the point of the turning lane. Once there's a gap and we're an opening, fill it with your vehicle. Use common sense because now you're impeding the flow of the traffic and that drives me I nuts. I can see the anger in your eyes right now as soon as we I, got this. Maybe this wasn't a good signal. No, it's good. I'm just going to start flipping the table. Jesus Christ, Derek. Okay, so, I can't stand people. This is why we sip whiskey, <laughs> yeah. good whiskey, yeah, and good smile. Whiskey. Very good whiskey. So have you ever been in a situation where you had to do that? For not a prolonged period of time. No. But no. No. You just don't pull into the road. If you if you can't do it, don't do it. Just sit there. Don't impede. Sometimes it's not that easy, bro. Yes, it is. Like, okay, you sit you there. What are you doing? You're leaving friendlies. Get over yourself. <laughs> sit there in the parking lot and wait for the prime opportunity to enter traffic. If, okay, so if there's a four-lane road and there's no turning lane, and both lanes that you're crossing aren't letting you out, Name a four-lane road in western New York that doesn't have a turning lane. Route 20, uh, Union Transit. Parts of Broadway. <laughs> Regardless, there are some. So what do you what do you do in that situation? Wait. You're going to pull out their gun and shoot them? No, you wait. We do not Red condone violence. Exist. We do not condone violence. <laughs> I didn't even get a sip. I'm too juiced. <laughs> All right. I think the last Casket Crew episode, so, you did the same thing where you did I that. Know. This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like Second we back peeve. in time. I don't know if I'm done talking about the first one, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I prolong it and stay on it, I'm just going to flip out. All right. If you're in bumper-to-bumper traffic, again, on a four-lane road, and someone's trying to make a left, and you block the entrance... To the location that they're trying to go into with your car, mm-hmm. and then you do the awkward. Yeah. And you look at each other, you're a pile of garbage. I hope you step on a Lego. Why block it? Lost file, but we still can do it. What's, <laughs> what's the difference? What What is that four feet going to matter in bumper to bumper traffic, or if you're waiting at a red light? Mm-hmm. The light's red, you can't go. What's I, the difference? 100%. Why are you blocking the driveway? I'm going to add another one. I'm going to add one for you. This is going to be a long episode, if folks. It's, <laughs> <laughs> say the weather is not great, okay? It's inclement weather. It's you're driving. It happens quite a bit. Yes. If there is no hazard at all, okay? I remember this one. There's nothing going on. You're just driving in a whiteout. Turn your damn lights on and keep your four ways off. You don't have to. There's, there's no hazard. Don't put them on. That's not a thing. Why is that a thing? Again, you're an idiot. Turn off your flashers and drive down the road. Here's a thought. If you can't handle the driving conditions, don't drive. Oh, my goodness. Also, why does everybody need a car? We don't. There's we're seven. on pet peeve number six. Now, <laughs> no, we're not. We're on four. Not everybody needs a car. All right? There should be another driving test. I when don't understand redheads. They bother me. Mike's <laughs> just going off now. If you're over the age of 65, you need to retake your driver's test. 
God, not a riot. Not every senior citizen needs to be on the road. Tell me Green. I'm wrong. Dude, how are these <laughs> jackpots for bingo going to go up then if the old people don't go out on the road? Take public transportation where someone under the age of 40 can drive for you. That's true. You just sit there and you enjoy it. That's one less vehicle on the road. That helps the flow of traffic. It's also less carbon whatever in the air. Helps the ozone layer so everyone can smile about impacting the earth because we only have one home. Listen. This is the end of this episode. Those are mine. Those are mine. What do you got? What are your <laughs> Those are my 14, Derek. I hope you still have some left. <laughs> All right. So if we're going to keep it driving related, because clearly this is a hot topic today. One of my pet peeves, and this is controversial because I feel like people think the opposite is actually the way to do it. They talk about using the entire merging lane, and I'll get into the specifics behind it, but using the entire merging lane to merge into traffic when it's when it's bumper to bumper like them passing by like i'm merging in because i'm using the start of the merging lane because it's bumper to bumper traffic if i gun it down the road see now i'm getting fired up if i gun it down the road i'm just gonna cause another traffic jam up there so people i am trying to merge in and then this asshole in a truck flies by me to get to the top of the merging lane that is my biggest pet peeve and i want to kill everybody that does it (laughs) this is a violent episode (laughs) but it's so true so, first question: Is the driver of the truck yelling "yee yee" as he's driving <laughs> he's down got the a lane? shotgun out the window? <laughs> <laughs> Second thing: Is it lifted? Oh yeah. Okay. It's got the towing mirrors out. It's got everything. It's, it's got, got the-, the Confederate flag on the back. You know your typical guy. Oh my god. Or girl. I'm not gonna assume. But yeah, he just flies by me, thinking that I'm the asshole for merging early. But here's here's the situation. Welcome to season two, everybody. <laughs> We're off the rails. We've been renewed for another season. <laughs> Revoke the rights. <laughs> We're never going to get monetized. So the, in for that situation, so the one that comes to my mind, because I used to drive it every day, is the 190 merging into the 90 uh, East. So, coming off the 190 from downtown, and then merging, going towards the Galleria. I used to drive that every day, and the 190 is a two-lane road that merges down to one lane, which merges into the three lanes of the thruway. So, me, I'm in the leftmost lane trying to merge in, and people are in the right lane flying by me. So, I was the asshole that actually kept my car in the right-hand lane blocking these assholes from flying by me. (laughs) So, I'm probably their pet peeve. But... In that situation, I guess I can kind of understand. The situation I cannot understand is the 290 going onto the 90 by the Blue Water Tower. Because the leftmost lane is used to go to Albany. And people are flying by me on the left lane and merging when those lines come in to get into the uh, ramp to go to the 90. That pisses me off the most because I can't get into that lane to stop them. Because there's legitimate people going to the Albany, that area. So that is what bothers me the most. And I'm always an asshole there, dude. I make sure that I'm right on the bumper and the guy in front of me. And the second someone puts on their blinker, I go on the horn and I turn into the yee, 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 start shooting out their tires and all that shit. <laughs> I am an asshole when it comes to that because that is my biggest pet peeve. The simple fix is having less people on earth. It does. 
Well, this like, is this is why we're fans of Bill Burr because he talks about thinning well, the herd. Just going to say the same thing. Thin the herd. There's too many people. Just because you're 18 years old doesn't mean you need a car. Right. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. You know, <laughs> be an athlete. <laughs> and you know what also drives me nuts? I drive for a living. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm forced to drive around. That's my job. I chose that. I'm okay with that. Happy. If it's noon, and the Blue Water Tower is nonstop congestion back and forth. It's twelve o'clock on a Monday. Right. What do you, What are you doing? Why is there traffic? Why is there? Go to work. There are more jobs than we know what to do with. <laughs> oh, you feel like that one job is beneath you? Get over yourself. Yeah, just figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. <laughs> oh, bunch of frogs on a bunch of lily pads, eh? Oh, good. If you got a pet peeve, drop it in the comment because this is going to oh be a recurring God, theme. Yeah. That, that Goodness, is, Jesus. We then we can go till next year already. Already to twenty twenty one. Just <clears throat> filling the episode with pet peeves. Yeah. My other one, not driving related, is chewing with your mouth open. Just chew with your mouth closed. I it hate makes that. Better. Yeah, we're not cows. We're humans. It bothers me so much. Put your lips together. And if you bite utensils, I want to smack you in the face with that utensil. Yeah. If you sit there and claw on your spoon. <laughs> What oh, is some sort of barbarian? <laughs> yeah. What are you, a barbarian? <laughs> Go back to your cave, Neanderthal. So one thing, actually, to uh, give a shout-out to Gina, one of her biggest pet peeves is actually something I do on the podcast. So What's that? The pet peeve is when I take whiskey sips, now everybody's going to bother me. Oh, you do the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care. I think it's adorable. Because, like, for some reason, it gives me better flavors when I do that. Because I'm trying to... Separate the flavors. One of our listeners, Tim from Elma Wine and Liquor, if you haven't listened to that or follow them on Facebook or anything, go do that right now because he does daily, multiple times a day, liquor and wine reviews. He calls it one minute of wine and one minute of liquor. It is incredible. The dude has an insane palate. He can call out any single ingredient in a wine or liquor. He's very good. We're going to have him on the show in the future. Goals. Yeah. So, but he does the same thing because I think that it's something. It truly is like a method to getting deeper and get more descriptive with your tasting. You know what you have to do? What? Go back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it closer now in spite of all my haters. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Jesus Christ. This went off the rails. Yeah. And also, last pet peeve. Why the hell did the Sabres organization go to a slug? That's true. That is very true. Atrocious logo. Atrocious. Herocious. Yeah. Herocious. Anyways. And why is it called a different name, this arena, every single year? Pet peeve. Money, bro. <laughs> Money talks. Yeah. Oh, you're going to offer right. $1? I will give you $2.50. So Name it whatever you want. Yeah, okay. So let's go oh, on to the I cocktail know. section. <sighs> I don't even know if I can do this right now with my pet peeve. I'm sure someone's pet peeve is my beatboxing. How about that? You know what the beatbox is going to be? You punching the microphone in straight rage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Darren, drop your beat. That was a good one. Thanks, dude. All right, my cocktail for this whiskey. I think it was the first time you've ever complimented me doing that. I don't it, know why. It's season two. Yeah, that's true. Good point. We're turning over a new leaf with this cocktail section. You're going to like it now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so people are going to ha- I don't know if people are going to love the pet peeve section or the- hate the pet peeve section. It's not going to be all the time. I bet but it's just gonna know be, it's going to be half and half. Yeah, just know that all of what was just discussed makes me want to have a bowl of ice cream, and that gets me wild up. So- What's your go-to ice cream? Um... Chocolate. Really? Yeah. Dude, soft chocolate on an ice cream Jane? cone. Plain Jane. But if you want me to add some ingredients. 
Hold on. This is a whole other topic of discussion. Let's, right, let's not go cocktails. cocktails. All right. Cask and Crew Double Oaked Whiskey. My Do cocktail. Tell them about it. Neat. Don't ruin it. Dude, I hate you. No, this is a delicacy. And I if hate you, you if you have neat right now. I was literally going to write down the same thing, and then I'm like, that's not a cocktail. Mike's gonna make fun of me for it. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God. Don't I was ruin going to do this. the same thing. This is one of the best whiskeys mm. I have ever had. And by God, if you ruin it with oh some my gosh, by God. If you ruin this with some insane concoction, let me tell you something. You don't even enjoy whiskey. All right, cocktail section's over. I'm not even going to say mine. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know. What, so, what do you got? <clears throat> my cocktail actually is... The casting crew did it right with this. Yes. One, it's a fantastic product. Two, they don't even have cocktail selections on their website with this specific whiskey. So, since this is a rye, I took a cocktail from their rye blend, which we're going to have on a future episode, but... I wanted to add some sort of cocktail because people do enjoy cocktails, so I'm going to give it to you right now. This is called the Crude Pineapple Sour. We got one and a half ounces of this delicious whiskey, um, 0.5 ounces of lemon juice, one ounce of pineapple juice, 0.5 ounces of simple syrup, and then an egg white. So it's really just a whiskey sour, uh, but their take on it because they're adding in pineapple juice in addition to the lemon juice, which is going to be amazing. Pineapple juice is fantastic. Whiskey sours are to die for. I drink pineapple juice straight. Do you really? Yeah. They're so good. My favorite cocktail growing up used to be, uh, had pineapple juice in it. It was the Singapore Sling from the amazing Johnny Depp movie. Um, Now I can't think of it. Sick. What's that Johnny Depp movie? Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. There you go. Wow. I almost forgot that. Literally would have never guessed that. Parks and Rec reference. Just guess it, Mike. Guess it. What, what am I thinking? <laughs> yeah, no. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Beautiful movie. Uh, but they drink Singapore slings all the time. And that was my first uh, cocktail. Or one of my first cocktails. Boom. Cocktails. All right. Cocktails. Next section. See, you can do it. Do it. I'm not. Don't put me in the spot. On, try it. You asked can me you try season to one. Are you serious? <laughs> you asked me to do all these crazy things. There's a commercial now. Jesus, I'm throwing stuff. There's a commercial now where a dude's beatboxing on it. I'm telling you, man. I know, I saw back. that. I saw that. <clears throat> coming back. Yeah, you're up next. So, with what? I already said my cocktail. Bro. No, no, no. I said you're up next, as in, in that commercial. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, my cocktail's up next. I'm like, bro, I didn't choose neat. Relax. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so back to this ice cream section. Okay, ice cream section. Your favorite is chocolate? I love soft chocolate on a cone. So, if somebody was to, say, have a ice cream social... Like we do at my job pretty frequently. Yeah. So what would be your toppings of choice? Okay, so here's my thing. If you ask me to do what we're doing here, like this is the best ice cream in town. Okay, you can gotta we make go another check this place YouTube out. channel for the Buffalo Happy Hour ice cream and do ice cream reviews, please? Yeah. Also, if anyone steals that Date trademark. stamp. Got it. Yeah, trademark <laughs> daytime stamp this comment because it's ours. And if you steal it, I will hunt you down. First I've, of all, I've, there's I've, a Buffalo Happy Hour that's an active profile on Instagram. I know. I know. That pissed me off. Anyway, continue. We could just change Peppies. our thing. We could change Peppies. our thing and add an underscore. Good. Anyways, we'll talk about it later. Okay, if you tell me, because this is what happened growing up. You gotta check out this ice cream. It's the best ice cream in town. Wee woo. Dusting. <laughs> Dusting. Go check out this ice cream. That was my go-to order. Soft chocolate. Oh Let me God. test out your cream. What kind of cream no, are you true. using? That's true. Is it, is it half and half? Is it whole? Is it from wolf milk? Like, what's your Oof. ice cream made out of? You know, what's the foundation of this product? 
and my favorite in Buffalo is Nick Charlap. Oh, okay. Also South Buffalo native. He's a total bro. And he oh, he's up, a real dude? Yeah, and he grew up with my mom. Why did he take over Antoinette's? Was that his mom? No. Oh. So, anyways, <laughs> if you are of a, um, Italian descent, as my dad likes to say, because he was raised by nuns in school. People say that all the time. It drives me nuts. Italian. It's, it's not Italian. Italian. Yeah, there's, you don't emphasize the eye. On the eye. Another pen peeve. So, pen peeve. <laughs> dude, I'm so juiced up. Okay. What is a pet peeve? <laughs> it's a pet peeve added to the board. <laughs> Listen, if you're Italian and you're in Western New York, and if you get your chocolate from any oh other location than Antoinette's, you're wrong. All right? Yeah. If you want good chocolate, you go to Antoinette's, especially if you're Italian. And the only location is now the only location because Charlotte took over Antoinette's on the Hill yeah. in West Seneca. It's on Transit Road. All right? In Chictawaga, French, is it? Yeah. Chictawaga, what, is it, is it technically Lancaster? Oh, my pee. Anyways, listen up. My fat peeve. My pet peeve. <laughs> All right. My go-to is if I'm trying out a specific location's ice cream is soft chocolate. If I'm at home and I just want to enjoy some ice cream, I'll have French vanilla. Plain. If you God. want to incorporate toppings, it's a whole different ball game. All right. What's your go-to topping? I mean, there's there's mint chocolate chip, but I'm kind of diverting away from that. Then there's there's Rocky Road, always bomb. Oh, I meant like topping, like sprinkles, hot oh, fudge. No, goodness. If you want me to make a sundae, that's a whole different bulk. I'll just go to yogurt. I'll, I'll go to frozen yogurt, or I'll go to Cold Stone, because that's where the toppings come into play. But if you yeah, if, if you want like ice cream that I can just go to the store and buy and then enjoy, gotcha, okay. these are my go-tos. Rocky Road, um, mint chocolate chip. And my third, ooh, this is a tough one. Ooh, making my palms sweat. <laughs> making my palms sweat. <sighs> I never said three. You can go to three, but if you're tough. I don't tough, even know if I can pick a three. I love all, I literally, I love ice cream. So when my diet's on point, it's extremely strict. I'm saying I don't even have dressing with my salad, and that salad doesn't even incorporate lettuce anymore. It's just straight baby spinach. That's strict. I also don't eat out ever. I will never eliminate ice cream from my diet. Really? Yeah. I need... What do you restrict it to then? Like once a month? Yeah, I'll limit the amount of times that I have it. But it's um, cho- like chocolate in general and ice cream can never be taken out of my diet. It keeps my hormones in check. It makes me feel happy inside. It's just something I can't let go. Feel happy inside. Happy inside. Apparently, I'm like German or something. Or My vet peeve. <laughs> yeah, it's super formal. Just call me on my mobile. <laughs> Father. Um, so, I so Gina is lactose intolerant. So, I haven't had ice cream. Kick her out of the house. <laughs> I haven't had ice cream in quite a while. I've had, I've had ice cream, and that's nothing to do with her. It's just there's none in the house. And I don't ever think about going out to get something because a lot of times that I'm out, I'm with her. So why would I stop and get ice cream uh, just by myself? I know you would, but anyway. <laughs> I, was gonna, that, I, was literally, you, I was leaning in, call me. <laughs> I am down for panopause anytime. Panopause is very good. <laughs> but anyway. That's my number three. So there you go. Nice. So if I go to an ice cream place, my favorite thing to get ever is a Mexican sundae with chocolate ice cream. 
That is my shit. Did they pay for it though? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're done. We're done. We're done. We're not doing this podcast anymore. Dude, you can't leave it open like that. You can't. No, they don't. They didn't pay for it. <laughs> anyway, wow. All right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so it's chocolate ice cream, hot fudge, whipped cream, and Spanish peanuts. That's all I need. Yeah. That's... And it is the most delicious ice cream sandwich I've ever. Ice cream sandwich. Ice cream sundae I've ever had in my life. That could be a very good ice cream sandwich, too. Have you ever seen the ice cream sandwich cakes? I'm... Yes. It's an ice cream lasagna, and they basically make it... Um, you can make it two ways. You can make lasagna or a cake, yeah. and it's all foundation is ice cream sandwiches. So how come they haven't renamed the Mexican sundae to be something a little bit more PC? Don't ruin this. Let it be what it is. Just don't don't <laughs> don't put that feeler out there. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. I mean, it's because it's made with Spanish peanuts. But what are Spanish peanuts? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Spanish peanuts. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. How did you make that German again? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. This episode is crazy. What time are we at? Can we end this already? No, we're doing no, I'm good. Just we got uh, nine we're, minutes we're doing, left. We're doing great. But no, so that's my favorite. If I go out somewhere, okay. So when you go out somewhere, if you go out, if I go out somewhere, <laughs> figure it out. Um, would you go to an ice cream place that only serves hard ice cream, or would you? Would it need to have soft serve? No, I can do a location that only serves hard. Cold Stone only serves hard, doesn't it? Yeah, but they make it soft, kind of. Because they beat the hell out of it. Out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're just like hibachiing it up yeah. on that cold stone. Yeah. Um, but like some of, there's not many places that just do, like Cone King, right over here in West Seneca. Mm-hmm. And one in East Aurora, they do just soft, I'm pretty sure. Bomb. Yeah. I love that place. So it's good. But Their line was, is literally down Union Road. I know. They like crazy. shut down Union Road, or Center. Yeah, Center. Yeah. The if I was to choose hard serve, like go to the store and grab something, I'm a huge fan of Ben and Jerry's. Like anything, you know, both of them died from heart attacks in their fifties. Was it from eating ice cream? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. They say that it's not. It's a thousand percent because it is. I'm sure. Also, if you taste, side fact, not to interrupt. If you are a professional ice cream tester as your job, you use a gold spoon because the metal doesn't intrude on the flavors. Like a silver spoon would. Really? Yeah. It's a gold spoon. Silver spoon intrudes on the flavors? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. It's probably the difference of drinking out of a regular whiskey glass and drinking out of a Glencairn glass. Or a Glencairn versus a beaker. Or throwback. A beaker. Yes, throwback. So what are your top three if you were going to the store? <clears throat> and if you say like the Reese's, Twix, and Snickers little small containers that you can eat by yourself in a sitting... We're going to reevaluate and no. pick another top three. So my top... Th- okay, so th- that's an important distinction. Are we talking about Ben and Jerry's top three, or are we talking about, like, your traditional ice cream top three? Traditional. Okay. So, and it can't be something basic like chocolate, because I do love chocolate. Right. I'll put that out there. But I do love cho- or Rocky Road. That's, that's what I'm talking about. one of my favorites. Mint Tingling. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Mint Tingling fan. Yep. Or Mint Chocolate Chip, whatever they that company wants to call it. And then the last one. <clears throat> Probably cookie dough. I'm a oh, huge fan of cookie yes, dough. Yes, dude. This is why we're friends, bro. <laughs> what are you doing after this? <laughs> it's actually a beautiful day out here in Buffalo, so we could. I know. It's like 45 degrees out, yeah. and it's the end of December. But, yeah, the... Cookie dough is bomb. 
How do you feel about Toll House cookie dough versus edible cookie dough locations that you can go to? Toll House all the way. Okay. If you go to an edible cookie dough location and you favor that over Toll House cookie dough, unfollow me on all social media accounts yeah. and remove my phone number from your phone because I can't have <laughs> you in my life. I enjoy scooping out of the Toll House cookie dough container, making it into a regular cookie like I was going to bake it, and then shoving it in my face mouth. I just eat it with a spoon. So, growing up... I guess you're a little bit more classy than I am. Yeah. So, (laughs) give me more. Just shovel it in my face. So, growing up, we would... I played baseball, and then you could sell Niagara chocolates, like every kid ever. Oh, yeah. Or you could sell cookie dough. I used to sell cookie dough, but I would also... By my own container. So I would sit there with a bucket of cookie dough and just eat it. And then my mom would flip out. Why do they charge so much for that stuff? Oh, this is sample use only. Not even for resale. I just noticed that right now. Yeah, we're doing good. Why do they overcharge everything? Like, in those things. Inflation. I I have no idea. Because a kid came to my house. I'll buy something if you come to my house. If if you're a little kid. Unless you're Spectrum. I, yeah. No, they're never getting my service ever again. <laughs> Especially when they interrupted that first ep- or that second episode. Screw that. <laughs> but this kid came to my uh, house trying to sell me popcorn for Boy Scouts or something. And it was like 20 bucks for a 12 pack. It's like, dude, I can go down to the store, get a pack of Old Orv for like four bucks. That's obnoxious. Dude, it was ridiculously expensive. I don't know why it was that expensive. I already told the poor kid I'd buy it. And now he's like, oh, okay, it's going to be a mortgage payment. I'm like, what the hell, man? I know. Could have told me that before. There should be a disclaimer. It's because of the profit. What's their cost? Right, yeah. You know? I'll support the kids. Whatever. I I get it. But still, not happy about it. I got you, man. I got you. I'm going to put a little bit of this in. I haven't done this. We haven't done this in a while because we've had different products. Yeah, different products. It's been a hot me not. What? (laughs) I'm making up words, man. You're really embracing this German roll tonight, aren't you? That's right. Um, it's just like, oh my god, I dropped a cork right, hammer. Tomorrow we'll have a uh, sauerkraut too. Um, <laughs> Let me grab that. All right, so we didn't do this with Hartman's. We probably should have, but we didn't do this with Hartman's. Uh, we can always try that again and update our ratings if we want. But we don't really rate on the dynamic profile of the whiskey. It's more of what is the initial sip. If that has dust in it, actually, you're taking that bottle home, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, so we didn't do it with Hartman's. If you didn't check our beautiful whiteboard, we have the four that we've done since we've erased it. Uh, And this is the first one in season two. So uh, Hartman's ended season two with, or season one with a 97 rating. And a bang, man. At at a bang. So good. We're going to start with a bang because this one's going to be up there too. A hundred. I'm not saying the final rating is a hundred, but. Is that German? um, No, it's. Hunit. It's, yeah. Hunit. You have to to scream it. Hunit. Hunit. We've offended so many people on this podcast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what is your rating? <laughs> I know. Yeah. That. All right. Label branding. Oh, we're doing the rating? Hell yeah. What right. do you want to do? Hell yeah. No, you're fine. So this is A with four plus marks. I agree. This is... This is the bottle to compete with. My opinion. I agree. Hartman's... Was a very, 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 very close second because they had the rays on their bottle. I like it when bottles are special to them. Like if you can peel off one of these labels and you have no idea what the hell it is, not going to get a high score in the label branding perspective. But this one. I mean, it is if the label is extremely unique. Which but it's not going to compete past. with these guys. Like no, if, yeah, correct. If That's... they have a label 
it's probably not going to be as good as this because it's not permanent, you know? This is actually permanent. This is etched in there. And for, uh, is it etched or is it like, uh, it might be vinyled on. Either way, it's still sick. Yeah, it's sick because it actually, like, it's magnified through the bottle. This isn't etched. But still, it's awesome. So for everybody that can't see, and for those poor saps that can't go to Wegmans liquor stores and pick something up, I'll, I'll explain it to you. So you have the cask and crew, and they really wanted to emphasize the ampersand symbol. Ampersand, for those that don't know, is the middle, uh, what you would normally call an and, the symbol for an and. Ampersand. Yeah, what is it on a keyboard? It's um, shift, shift seven, eight. seven or eight, something like that. I don't know. It's that cool swivel thing that looks like a music note. Shift seven. You're right. Seven. Nailed it. Keyboard right there. You should have looked. Anyway, so they have a sweet ampersand symbol, and the cool thing about it too. Again, I don't know if you can see it through the camera, but they have an ampersand on the back. So when you're looking at this bottle from face on, you can see the ampersand through the whiskey. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Yeah, it's It's very well designed. Yeah. They labeled, or they tried to incorporate as much black as possible to make the perception, like we talked about with the black button bourbon cream, of being more mature, fancy synonyms. They wanted this to be a tier above the other bottles. So this is... A legitimate delicacy from Cask and Crew. Yeah, the other bottles are brown on top, which are still cool, but this is black. Like, they really wanted to drive home this exclusivity of this bottle. Yeah. So, yes, A++++. Okay. Nose. It was a deep nose. I almost passed out. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, All I'm right. obsessed with this. I'm getting... Caramel, vanilla, I don't know. What else are you getting on the nose? There's something else there that I can't... It's almost like a cereal. Yeah. That's a good phrase to it. A cereal. It's like you drive down the Skyway. Yeah. Right. I like that. All right. So caramel and cereal. Perfect. And then the initial taste. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's give a rating for that. So I would probably say an A plus plus on the initial smell. Notice there's no burn on this really either. Mm -hmm. Typical of Cask and Crew. Yeah. Very little burn. Good whiskey. There is no hug either. No. Okay. If you didn't watch the interview, this lingers and travels. So there's no hug, there's no burn. What it does is it makes friends with your nasal cavity and travels through it. And it explores your entire nasal cavity. So it's not down here, but it's all up here. If you're not watching on YouTube, watch on YouTube. And then it literally flows. Exfoliates, I believe, is the term that you said in the interview. Yeah, it it, it exfoliates your face, but it flows through your nasal cavity. Exfoliates your face. Can we make that into a shirt? <laughs> we need to. With our logo on the back. Throw the logo on the back, though. Exfoliate your face. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm... Yes, you're right. <clears throat> that's what this whiskey does, and it's, it's an experience. I wonder... We should talk to somebody about how... The whiskey mash bill or the alcohol content correlates to the way that you're feeling 
the whiskey travel. Because you're right, this is a very unique experience because it's staying in your mouth and in your nose. We know a guy who we can talk to about that. We don't gobble yet. So, for the initial taste, what do you rate this? Goodness. Oh, I got to put in my drops before I put in that that little bit of taste from the beat. So, the first drop, disregard everything I said about no burn. First drop's all burn. Which means that there's a lot of oil in here. But after that, it goes back down smooth. So, initial taste. It's pronounced oil, but I won't knock you for it. Oil. 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 <laughs> little olive oil. <laughs> Um, there's no olive oil here, I promise. So, the first sip is... Oh, God. Yeah, very good. Dude, I'm down. This is so good. So, bro. I think that this is... You get a, an initial spice kick. As soon as you take a sip, it's all spices. Yes. Not rosemary like the gin. This no. is spices. You're getting a little bit of black pepper. God, I gotta stop doing that right now. Hold on, we gotta rate the initial taste. That's what we're on right now, dude. I know. We got we to gotta come up with a rating, though. I'm trying to tell you what I feel first. Oh, goodness, dude. I'm so stoked right now. <laughs> I'm getting black pe- pepper and tobacco. Also, for those wondering, I don't chew tobacco, but kind of taste it. I also grew up with secondhand smoke. Hashtag South Buffalo Irish family. <laughs> Do you smoke cigars, though? Every now and again, Dude, like special, yeah, special occasions. I have yet, which we need to do. Yeah, we do. I have yet to smoke a stogie. When we get a hundred subscribers, we'll go out and buy ourselves a nice, uh, nice bottle and smoke a stogie and post it. Share it with everybody you know. Let's Scotch get us to and one, stogies. Yes, let's get That's us to a thousand, or a thousand. Jesus, that'd be a tall ask. Yeah, let's get us to a hundred first. All yeah. right. So stogies and scotch, but I have yet to smoke a stogie while golfing. Ooh. I never went full Babe Ruth or Arnold Palmer, but I will. Yeah, Babe Ruth, wrong sport, but that's fine. Um, no, no, no. He also golfed. Don't let him fool you. I never saw pictures of that. It was never for photograph, bro. It was like, <laughs> dude, he played baseball when like the Titanic was above water. But I saw photographs of him playing baseball. Yeah. Why weren't there any photographs? Of I, him I don't know, man. Come club? on, what do you want from me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I live eight hours away from downstate. Goodness. Go Yankees. Oh, I'm a Red Sox fan. Just kidding. I don't watch baseball at all. So I'm a nobody fan. Prediction right now, 2020. Yankees win the World Series. All right, now. Prediction right now, 2020. Boston wins the Stanley Cup. Oh, my God. The Go Bruins. upstairs. Eat sushi. All right. What? Initial taste. A plus God, plus. God, don't eat a carrot. A plus plus plus. For initial taste? Yeah. And I'm getting black pepper. And what are you getting? It hits your tongue very sweet. Yeah, it does. Like, if you're talking black pepper, so just to compare it to the Amplify Rye from Three Quarter, this is hitting your tongue very, very sweet. God, where that one had a bite to it because it was more front pepper, like forward facing pepper, instead of the ever popular backward facing pepper. You getting grain? A little bit, yeah. It kind of goes back to that cereal a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's very, very sweet in the initial taste. I would give it an A++++, too. This one's high up there, dude. So what do you want, black pepper and grain? Yeah. Okay. Ending notes. This is why I love what we do. Look at the initial taste on the board right now. Pepper, chocolate cream, lavender junip, and then cherry vanilla. 
We don't get enough credit for our palates. This is what why we do what we do. That's right. Love it. All right. Ending note. <clears throat> I'm sorry. So with the ending note and, and like middle note, we'll call it. I get the tobacco. So we should probably write that down too. Because it's very, very heavy. And it's not a gross tobacco. So if you are sitting there thinking that you might not like it because it's tobacco, definitely try it first. Because it's a very, very pleasant tobacco taste to it. Which probably goes more towards like a burnt grain rather than a tobacco. It le- It's a tobacco that leans towards, as odd as this sounds, a cinnamon. For the ending note. No, you're note. right. Yeah. Ending note. Dude, that one went down so smooth. You know how um, uh, Tony from Three Chords said that if it's burning, you're swallowing it wrong? That was the perfect swallow I've ever had. That went down way too smooth. This is dangerous. The perfect. The perfect. The perfect. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so it ends with like a smoked, smoky taste coming from the tobacco, coming from the cinnamon, the grain. It's ending with like the smoky, oaky type of uh, cinnamon like taste to it so our this is a dynamic whiskey too so man we're getting good at this so our palate's complete we put in our two cents let me read you what i was reading in the beginning so the whiskey opens with notes of caramel cereal and grain pretty good at this game then evolves to another layer of spice tobacco black pepper and a hint of salted nuts Damn it! That's salted what the nuts. Okay, that's what that's, we're tasting. Yeah, yeah, that's what that is. And then the cinnamon f- nuts. The cinnamon finish with a touch of smoked oak lingers with great depth and length. That's what I meant by travels through the nasal cavity and it exfoliates your face. This is. You know what, too? Oh God, it's so the good. The initial sweet or smooth taste is what you said during the interview, where it hits you with that butter taste to it. Yeah, there's a butter. So the. The absolute last ending note is butter. For me. Really, I, I taste that more forward. The back end, I'm getting more tobacco. Again, with this hand motion. Don't know what this is. 2020, my New Year's resolution is to stop using my hands so much. You're Italian. That I can't help it. Not um, gonna happen. But I'm getting <laughs> But butter is a forward note to me. So what's your ending note? Or uh, yeah, ending note rating. Uh A plus plus check mark. A gird. A gird. No regards. Yeah. I gird. No regards. I feel like that's how Cardi B would say greed. I gird. Regard. Like that? No, that's Cardi B. Did I say Cardi B or did I say Snooki? Jesus Christ. I'm everywhere. You said Cardi B. I'm drunk. I need food. (laughs) I think he said Cardi B. We'll look at the tapes. We got this on file. I know. Final rating. Give me the countdown. All right. Season two, first final rating. Woo! Three, two, one. 95. Really? Dude, this is my favorite whiskey ever. Okay. So 95 and a 98. Hold on, I can maybe do math for 96.5. Stop. W Y R K. <laughs> okay, 98 divided by. I'm telling you. What 96.5. Oh, 95. 95. Oh, hold on, I gotta add them and then divide by two. Oh my god. Ninety-eight. What are you? Ninety-five point five? No, ninety-five. Ninety-five divided by two. Ninety-six point five. Oh, I wonder who said that. A, B, and so forth. SpongeBob. I'm an LO. You know. We <laughs> woo. Ninety-six point five. So ninety-six point five. That's our rating for this. Ninety-six point five. Cask and crew double oaked rye. 
Mark it down. You know, so I was talking to uh, a friend today, and we were talking about, actually it was yesterday, we were talking about the podcast and how he was asking me if there is an app out there that tracks your whiskey that you've had similar to the way that there's, there's this beer app out there that does it, Craft on Tap or something like that. We should make a Buffalo Happy Hour app in the future. Trademark, time, date, stamp, patent pending. Trademark, got it. Yeah, patent pending. <laughs> it's in development already. Don't steal it. Yeah. I'll talk to my guy in contract law. <laughs> we'll make it official. We'll do it. But yeah, so 96.5. Very, very high up there. Cask and crew, double oaked whiskey is one of the finest whiskeys I've had in my life, including Kentucky. Wow. It's a hot take. And I stand by that. How closely do you stand by it? All in. That wasn't an answer. It is. All in. (laughs) I stand by that 100%. I'm all in. So you would... Okay. All right. I I, I dig it, dude. This competes with Kentucky products. I think all these compete with Kentucky products. 100%. All these are better than Kentucky products. Most are. Today I was walking... Yeah, most are. Good catch. Today I was walking through work... And I saw somebody gifted a manager at my work. We won't say where I work again. I was walking through work and somebody gifted a bottle. And I walked in there and I'm like, I know that bottle. That's Woodford Reserve. And he's like, yeah, man, love it. Let me give you a better bottle. Yeah, grow up. Yeah, grow up. Yeah. Are I mean, you kidding? Granted. No, Woodford Reserve is fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. It's a very, very good whiskey. Yeah. But a lot of these do compete. I would honestly, like, for me personally, I enjoyed Hartman's much better. Than the not much better. I shouldn't say that. I enjoyed Hartman's better than this one. I enjoyed the spice and oak backhand and like the the dynamic nose because I was getting quite a few flavors in the nose. Here's how I would classify this with Hartman's. So if I'm having a rough day at work, a very long week, but I want to have a very good whiskey, it's Hartman's. Mm-hmm. If I want to present a whiskey to somebody who's over at my house who I know appreciates whiskey and can actually have a conversation with me about their palate, I'm presenting this. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Because Hartman's is similar to Three Chord Bourbon, um, the blended whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that where that is the go-to every day. Yep. And you know you're getting a fine product, you know you're getting a good taste, and you know that you can enjoy it. And then if I'm trying to if I'm trying to impress somebody that's not with a scotch and I want to and I want to impress them with a whiskey, it's this. Because you can talk about this for hours. Yeah. I mean, we literally just talked about it for an hour. Like it's good. Can we what time are we at? Can we do something really quick? We're over an hour. All right. Let's save it for next week. Okay. Next week, what I want to do, because we don't have an episode scheduled next week yet, do we? I don't think so. Well, I mean, we do, but we don't have segments. Because I think that, and maybe this can be a later episode. It doesn't have to necessarily be next week. We have 18 episodes that we have yet to record. It's true. Yeah. A lot going on. And then we have four interviews that we have yet to record. So we have If we 18... stopped reaching out to people right now. Yeah. We have a lot going on. Okay. So eventually, I want to take... This is a good episode for in the future. I have six Glencairn glasses pending. Somebody doesn't break them all. 
I have six Lime Claren glasses left, so we can compare three whiskeys. In a future episode, I want to take three of our favorite whiskeys that we've rated the highest. So right now it would be Hartman's, Cask and Crew, and probably Black Button Collaboration. Those were our three favorites so far. Mm-hmm. I want to take those, put them in a Glencairn glass each, and us smell it, see if we can guess it, and re-rate them without knowing what bottle it is. I'll have Gina or somebody pour the glasses, and we'll figure it out. That's going to be cool, because during our party, your your Christmas party, you asked me, you're like, what is this? And I had no mm-hmm. idea, and I was able to pick it up. Oh, you and did. it's yeah. a product that we didn't even do on the podcast yet. Right, yeah. So we're getting there. So 19 episodes that we haven't recorded yet. Hunt it. <laughs> no, not 100. 19. <laughs> um, but yeah, so okay. Well, let's wrap it up here. Yes. It's been a while. Yes. So we're the Buffalo Happy Hour. If people just stumbled on this and uh, we appreciate you watching, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go follow us on Instagram and YouTube. Go follow our um, who we collaborate with. So Queen City Creative Works. They're the ones that are designing our shirts. They're the one that's going to put a beautiful touch on this amazing table. They made Go this? follow. Yep. They made that shirt as well with the Buffalo Happy Hour and made our Christmas ornaments, which is badass. Um, Jesus. See, this is what I mean by if we don't it's break empty. glasses. It's empty. I don't care. We're going to break glasses. I don't care. <laughs> um... So, also go follow Western New York Heroes. They're our uh, counterpart for our shirts that we're working with. Western New York Heroes. Um, Western New York Heroes. Um, and then make sure that you're following all of our social media accounts, that you're subscribed, like, and comment on this video. Let us know some of your pet peeves, kind of bringing it back to the beginning of the episode where you and I got heated real quick. Um, we got a lot of content coming out. Make sure you subscribe and click that notification button. We got a lot of stuff coming up. I can't emphasize that enough. We got a lot of stuff coming up. <laughs> I'm stoked. Yeah. All right, people. Follow us. Love us. Drop a comment. Drop a like. Share us. This has been episode 14. Help us grow. Happy Hour. This has been episode 14. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. And this has been episode one of season two. Episode one of season two, 2020. We're coming in hot. Give us a like for that. Let's go. We're growing this pod. It's all for the people. All All right. We out. Love you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.